0: is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Biles on the Rockstar Radio Network. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. Judith Riles.
1: oh it's a fabulous day in Colorado. we think the snow is gone. The rain's here, but we think it's gone but What's really here, and what we experienced, and what I wanted to get into today, um, is some of the highlights that happened at the Author You extravaganza last week. Because we had in Colorado from all over the country, we had um, men and women, authors, and wannabe authors, and very established authors, and publishing pros, and service providers from over 20 states and two countries. That converged right here in Denver, Colorado to share their expertise, to network, to schmooze, and continue to expand the AuthorU community. And with me was one of our stars this morning, and uh, Amy Collins, who is the brains behind New Shelves Distribution, located in New York, but located basically all over the world because the way we live remotely, we're going to be talking about some of the key things, the ahas that both of us came away with, and in fact, one of the things that we're going to be kicking off, and you want to go to the AuthorU.org website because you too can participate in it, we're going to be talking about um, our uh, Monday mentorings that we're going to be doing where we're going to have a free call that you can just call in and get advice from a variety of things. And one of the things that that Amy and I were chatting about earlier this morning before we started our program was how... Um uh, ignorant is probably the right word to use. How uh, naive and ignorant people are about what e- what's going on in the ebook world, and we'll be spending a lot of time at next year's extravaganza on ebooks because Mark Coker, who is the CEO of Smashwords, will be doing our opening keynote on uh, Friday morning on May second. But what we want to do is get into some of the, the myths and realities, I think, and then some of the other things, Amy, that you came away with, because you said you learned a lot um, during the process. So let's welcome Amy Collins. Hi, Amy. Hi, Judith. Yeah,
2: I did. It was the most wonderful conference weekend I'd ever been to, and I've been to a lot of them. It was fun. It was enjoyable. The energy was awesome, and, and I loved the experts that you brought in.
1: Yeah, they were there. It's great to have great pals, you know. <laughs> In that, so what? What were some of the things that you thought were the highlights, Amy?
2: Well, speaking personally, for what I pulled away from the weekend and what I thought was the most uh, helpful to me, because let's face it, that's pretty much all I focus on. You know, myself. No, I am. Um, <laughs> I loved Kai Kawasaki's opening. Uh, remarked. He was the keynote speaker this year, and while we well, didn't know what to expect, you know, I think we all have an opinion about what we think we know about people once they hit a certain level of success, Guy's advice was right on the money. It was dead solid, and some of the things that he said that I, I really enjoyed and took away, he talked a lot about what the different platforms of social media are for, that Facebook is for interacting with people, um, LinkedIn is more about getting your message for your business out there. And he talked about Google Plus a lot. And I have to say, Judith, I have, n- I'm a-, I have a Google Plus account. I-, I think two of my cousins and I are on it, but I never check it. It's- I saw it as a failed platform, and I completely rethought what I thought about Google Plus after Kai- Guy got done. The-, the power of its connectivity especially with search engine optimization and getting, getting Google to pick you up connected with YouTube and video and the different ways that you can use Google Plus video-wise, I just found extremely helpful. I loved what Mary Agnes had to say uh, the, the, the morning breakfast of the last day of the conference about how to, the different tips and tricks she had to not get overwhelmed by social media, to streamline it down, to 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 grab what you can and do what you can in a very thoughtful way so that it's effective but it doesn't take up fifteen or twenty hours of your week. Or you're not sitting there overwhelmed not doing it all because you think you should be doing it for fifteen or twenty hours a week. I um Penny Sanseveri from Author Marketing Experts was wonderful. I really enjoyed the breakout sessions, the smaller you had some sessions on Thursday and you split it up between people who really understood the publishing industry and where they wanted to go and people who didn't, people who were a little more um, uh, new to the process. And I don't know how you came up with that idea, but that was awesome. It allowed people to hear things on their own level. I, I really found the weekend just amazing. What did you think? What did you enjoy the most?
1: Well, what I loved was I I love the variety um, that goes on uh, that we have. I I think that that's huge that you bring into play. And I think that the um, – I I think one of the ahas certainly was from Guy in dealing with that, that he literally – which he uh, uh, a lover – of all things dealing with um, um, dealing with uh, Google+. Plus. And I've become a real fan of Google+, Plus too. I think we've got to get the word out about that because I don't think there's
2: enough people in... Uh, publishing in particular can use that tool in ways that I had no idea. I will say that Guy's presentation, he talked about all the benefits of self-publishing and all the, the downsides but that the benefits are that you have control. The benefits are that you can go more completely to market, that you have a higher profit margin at the end of the day per book. And then he talked about the downsides, where you have complete control, and you, and you have to make all the decisions, and you do all the work. But one of the things that he didn't, or if he mentioned it, it wasn't in his slide, that, that we didn't talk about during that show, and, and I think you're very good about helping people with, When you're going to become an independent publisher, guy called them an artisan publisher. He says he's trying to get the word out there that independent publishers are artisans. But that an artisan publisher has to make an enormous financial investment. And one of the things that became very clear to, I think, a lot of the attendees at the show, something I know I tried to get out there and several of your speakers tried to tell them, is that this is an emotional investment, it's a talent yeah. investment, it's a community investment, but it is also a financial investment. If you're going to be a publisher, mm-hmm. you need to finance and plan your energies and your budget to last throughout the entire life of the book. You had a lot of speakers today talking or this last weekend talking about marketing, talking about media, talking about promoting their books. Uh,
1: yeah. Yes,
2: you can do a lot of that yourself but it does need a budget of energy and finances.
1: Well, I think that one of the things that that was critical cuz someone said god there's so much on Judith you've got so much on social media and my response is get over it. That the reality is that there are so many different platforms portals for social media and you need to be introduced number one to them all and realize you know what they're not all going to fit you. So you have to kind of listen, absorb and you can rule out very quickly. And I think that one of the things going back to what guy was saying about Google Plus is that I personally think, Amy, that we have a smackdown coming between Facebook and Google+. That, that's kind of what I think, and that with when you when you really think of the power of the Google boys and every whatever you want to call it, but that when they own YouTube because I think YouTube when you look at YouTube, which is really literally the most watched channel in the universe, um, that when you can do a direct link and tie in with that. Um, that it, it will take off and that if, if you can do and learn about, start using the, the hangouts, which I have actually done media interviews with television stations in other parts of the country through the hangout process that when you start using that and become familiar with that and know that you can tap into it and, um, and you start learning about the, the Hangout Air capability, that you really can do an amazing amount of, of just outreach that was just was not technically possible five years ago and getting your word out. So the, the whole thing about social media, will, will we lighten up on what we do? The answer is no. Um, certainly at AuthorU, because I understand that is the way you stay connected and you get the word out. But what, what you brought up about Mary Agnes Antopoulos was that she showed you how to try to. Um, to, to gather the beast in so it doesn't so take you over. Because, I, I mean, I do spend an enormous amount of hours on it. If I, too, could get mine into a four-hour work week, which I suspect I cannot just because of the, the, the amount of things that I personally have to do, but as a typical author, a four-hour work week, that is truly the cat's meow, so I, you know, I'm going to t- t- tell our, all our listeners that we literally will have up. Um, I, if you're going to get, uh, there's a couple of, uh, DVDs that will be available and I will tell you to go buy them on the org site and they will all be up next week or, or, or I guess because people can download the podcast. So I should say beginning, um, uh, whatever month we're in, May <laughs> here, um, beginning May 8th. That ninth, that they will be able to download, that uh, or, or purchase, and you go buy these, and you get Amy Collins' session because it was loaded with just. Amazing nuggets. And you get uh Mary Agnes's session that was loaded with amazing nuggets. And I'm also gonna say get Penny Sansevery's session and Joan Stewart's session. Um and listen to Guy Kawasaki's. I mean, the whole thing is you listen and you go into these things, it's an amazing ability to have right in your uh on your laptop. Um, an array of information that you would have had to pay thousands and thousands of dollars to get, and these people have designed it specifically for authors. And that, to me, is the cat's meow.
2: Well, and that's one of the things I'm the most excited about. Judith and Judith and I have been planning, and we were talking about this idea of Mentor Monday mm-hmm. and mentoring and and this this free mentoring that will be available through Author You through Judith's generosity, but also through the generosity of her members. The, she, author you has some awesome experts that are going to be coming on. Judith, I think we're starting the first Monday in June, right? We were going to wait till after Memorial Day. But starting in June, we were going to start um, with some high on with e-books and, and right. answer their questions.
1: And with Amy, let's cut on that. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll come back and bring back what Mentor Monday will be, and then we'll go back into the extravaganza.
3: Is there a book in you or another author you will show you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being good. If you already have a book out,
4: way you publish online. WaveCloud is a new form for authors to manage all their books' information in one place from start to finish, including pricing and listing summary. To learn more or sign up for email updates, visit wavecloud.com.
5: Every picture tells a story, and it's a truism that people do judge a book by its cover. Nick Selinger and NZ Graphics have been in the business of producing superior graphic cover design and interior layout for self-published authors, independent and traditional publishers for years. He has developed a reputation for... Excellent work, fast turnarounds, and best of all, affordable pricing. NZ Graphics also produces ebooks and book marketing materials, such as posters, sell sheets, postcards, bookmarks, business cards, logos, and more. Books designed for his clients have won multiple book awards, including Best Book Award by U.S. Book News, multiple Evie Awards from the Colorado Independent Publishers Association, Indie Book Awards, the San Francisco Book Festival, Award and Freedom Medal Award from Valley Forge. Visit www.NZGraphics.com or call 303-985-4174 for more details about making your book the success it should be. Mention that you are an FOJ, Friend of Judith's, and that you heard about NZ Graphics on your guide to book publishing.
1: Right. So we were talking about, uh, as we went into the break, some of the things that we're going to be looking at with my guest, Amy Collins, who is the brains and really an incredible visionary dealing with all things books. She has her pedigree is unbelievable of her experience of what she's done with traditional publishing as well as non-traditional and getting books moved into the direction of where authors want to get them placed. But also what I love about Amy is she is a great kick-in-the-butt person. And she literally will say, no, 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 my child, my author, let's do a reality check and really just see... What it is that you want to do and what you don't want to do, and so what we're talking about is the social media and and how it literally can take control or you can take control of it, and that's really one of the big aha's I think that came out from the extravaganza, that it doesn't have to literally um, own you, um, and 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 that you can deal with it. Would, would you say that's right, Amy? Yes. Yes, your, the entire weekend
2: seemed to to flow beautifully, between showing people what they could do, and giving people the tools to to so that what they could do did not become unwieldy.
1: Yeah, and that's where it goes. And you know, I, I should say to our listeners, we're going to be making available the notebooks, as we had unbelievably extensive workbooks that went with every session. So we will offer those with people who are buying the CDs and the DVDs so they can have them and literally go along with the program. That's my aha that just dropped in 10 seconds ago. And I should make, <laughs> it, make that available to you. All right, so one of the things that um, happened and we're going to get into that on our certainly on our first Mentor Monday that we're going to roll out For anybody who wants to tap in, on June 3rd will be the first time we'll be free advice and and we'll be rolling it, you know, starting at um, uh, at either one or noon um, East Coast time and then going back across the country. That'll be for a full hour, but we're going to be really getting into ebooks because that's where people um, really don't understand what the e-book is really all about. That, that's really what, what surprises me, Amy, is they don't get that ebooks look different from a print book in most cases.
2: Yes, and that ebooks sell differently than a print book. There's so many. It is, it is a book. When people say, oh, I can't imagine having an e-book reader. I like real books. It's so hard not to smack them because e-books are real books. It it is the words. Whether it's pixels or paper does not matter. What makes a book is the ideas and the writing. Nobody looks at a television, a a, 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 a Sony TV, and says, oh, my God, I just love that program. It would be so much different if it was on a JVC television. No. It's it's the platform that it's on. But an e-book looks very different. The words and the flow and the tools are very different in an e-book. I can't tell you how many of my clients have called me up saying this doesn't look like my page. I thought that this would look just like the, pa- the paper page, and, and it doesn't because it can't. You want your readers to be able to make the font really big. I don't know about you, Judith, but after a long day staring at the computer, by 10 o'clock at night when I'm crawling into bed to read my favorite book, I make mm-hmm. that font about two inches tall. I my eyes are exhausted. <laughs> well, and an I, I, ebook allows you to do that.
1: Yeah, it does allow <laughs> you for for fiction. Yeah. I think I think that they really do help. But I, I will I will have to confess here to our listeners, I am if I have to choose between the two, especially if I'm reading business book or I'm doing research, or I'm going to come back and I I really I, I'm a print book devotee. For that kind of format, and especially with any graphics or a lot of visuals in it, I have to go to the print book. And, and I am a, a judge for a couple of the book contests. And I really got into it this last year because they delivered, these books came, some came print, some came and go to this, look at this e-reader this way. Some came in a PDF and I said, what is this? If we're doing a full-blown book competition, I want the book book. Give me the book book. And they said, "Well, we gave the authors the uh, the choice of they could go, you know, they could send in anywhere they want." And I said, "But wait a minute, I want to look at the cover. I want to look. If we're doing a book competition, if we're doing e-book competition, I have no problem with this." Mm -hmm. And and they didn't seem to get it that there was a difference. I thought that was I was fascinated with that.
2: Well, there there is a difference. I will tell you that my clients, the fiction clients the e-books are outselling the paper books on average 30 to 1. Fiction. But non-fiction, paper yeah. books are still, still outselling the e-books by 5 to 1. Mm-hmm. I completely agree with you, Judith, that when it comes to books with a lot of heavy charts and when you need to be referencing, paper is still it's still king for certain prescriptive how-to non-fiction. But e-books and apps, are definitely overriding the cookbook market. They're completely taking over. And I know you're going to hate to hear this, but children's books, so many kids now have the mini iPads mm-hmm. and the iPads and there are so many wonderful apps, entire children's books are showing up in gorgeous, rich, backlit color that there are some places that I thought paper would never ever be outstripped by the ebook, and mm-hmm. I couldn't have been more wrong. Uh, cookbooks in particular are, are doing wonderfully online and in apps and on phones and tablets.
1: Well, the ta- I think the tablets is, is really um, the was the deal breaker for this because when you look at a regular ebook. Um, of those kind of things, that what happens is that, you, you know, you, it's great for text, 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 text. And I know for my book, which you've seen, the author, you, creating and building author and, and book platforms, it, it did not, it could not convert into a regular e-platform as you would look at a Kindle and that. But it works for the tablet. And I had to wait, and, and you know literally there is over two hundred and fifty illustrations in that book, so we had to and and I will tell everyone who's listening the cost for that kind of conversion is a lot more than a simple download into the e regular text platform there's a there's a lot more tricks and things that have to be done to uh, and keep the integrity of what those graphics look like. But when you go to the tablet, and here's what they're projecting, that by next year, 2014, e-readers will be reduced 50% in sales. I don't know if you've seen that, Amy, but 50% in oh, sales. absolutely. I haven't it. picked my Kindle up in months.
2: I read everything on my tablet and on my phone.
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's where. That's where. Yeah. That's where it's going. And and Amy, that's why your eyeballs are falling out because you're reading on your phone.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but again, I can make the font really big. Oh, the yeah. other thing you just brought up, which is absolutely key for authors and for anyone who's thinking of even doing a white paper and an ebook to know is that it is not a simple process of taking your Word document. Yeah. And going to some free online transposer and uploading an ebook. There's so much more to it. Ebooks are searchable. Ebooks are indexable. Ebooks have have spacing issues. They're, believe it or not, ebooks do have headers. You don't always see them on the Kindle, but they do exist. There are there is so much that goes into creating a well executed ebook that taking a PDF. And porting it over, or a word document, and porting it over to, um, to the Kindle, and and hoping for the best is not at all the way any professional publisher, small publisher, single title publisher, doesn't matter. No publisher should accept less than excellence for their book. This is their baby, and yes. so do it right. Hire a professional to do this.
1: So it's it's lay we're talking layout here. So you put just as much care. I mean, it, it's it's almost what we get into the the down and dirty and the the quick publishing. You and I have seen write your book in thirty days and get it out and blah blah blah. And of course, to me, that creates all the book pollution that I see. But the, the reality is also layout. There are people who know how to layout out ebooks and there are also these programs that you can you know, just take your Word document and cram it in and bang, and you know, in 90 minutes you're up and running and doing all that. If it's important for you to have an integrity of what your book looks like and feels like and presents like, you know what? You need to work with someone who knows how to really convert it, and most likely it's not you.
2: And it's not that expensive. My company, we only charge a dollar a page, even for a book as complicated as yours, Judith. It's a dollar a page at most. And I'm telling you guys, it's worth it.
1: So, well, Amy, I wish I'd known that you only charged a dollar. So, see, I learned something new, a dollar a page to do that, (laughs) because I paid, Darlin' a lot more. (laughs) So the next book, guess who gets it? (laughs) (laughs) so we get that alright so here we're talking about things from the extravaganza we've talked about little ebooks we've talked about social media we've got about 30 seconds so Amy give me a quick transition of what you think that was, what was your next aha and then we'll take our next break one of the things
2: that blew my mind is how many published existing authors did not think about their marketing or their promotion until after the book was done I had no idea how prevalent that was. All
1: right. It's so, with not that, the way to go about it, but that was it. All right, and with that, we're going to be right back because we're jumping into marketing. This is Judith Riles. My guest is Amy Collins, and you're listening to Your Guide to Book Publishing. <laughs>
0: This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Since
5: 1987, Colorhouse Graphics has set the standard for quality book production. Whether you decide to print a small quantity of books or need a large print run, depend on Colorhouse to help you. You'll receive professional help and advice the moment you reach one of our representatives. If you mention hearing about us on your guide to book publishing, Judith Riles, we will provide you with discount on the first order you place. To speak with a project manager, call us toll-free at 800-454-1916 or visit us at www.colorhousegraphics.com.
4: Do you need postcards that make a statement? How about business cards, flyers, brochures, or NCR forms? TuVets is the solution for all your printing needs. Providing services specially designed for authors, we deliver exceptional quality colored printing. Most important of all, we specialize in reducing your printing costs. No more waiting. No more standing in lines at your local printer. Online proofing. With our pricing tools calculator, you can get instant quotes on all your printing products, as well as shipping rates all over the United States. Just a few clicks of the mouse and you're on the way to discovering how easy and convenient online color printing should be. Contact our friendly, human account representatives. We recognize that you want answers, not voice prompts. Visit our website at www.tu-vets.com or call one 800 894-8977.
3: Thompson and Harry Shore started Thompson Shore in 1972. They believed employees with great character would make up the best company. They were right. They hired people who were not only experts in bookmaking, but who were obsessed with quality and delivering exceptional customer service. Almost 40 years later, Thompson Shore remains a 100% employee-owned company. Ned and Harry knew that successful customer projects are a direct result of empowered employees. We specialize in all books for large and small publishers, creating beautiful well-made books. were are dedicated to pleasing our customers by making the experience a good one from start to finish. The personal touch we have with our customers allows us to be innovative in solving their most difficult challenges. Our platform also ensures that we can remain flexible to meet our customers' unique needs and expectations. Our marketing kit can create buzz for your title, enhancing the promotion of your book during infancy. When you need to test the market to gauge your future sales, we can provide digitally printed books that will transition seamlessly into a larger offset run. From e-book to hard copy to delivery, our skillful customer service teams are at the ready to answer your most pressing question. At Thompson Shore, we know that making the highest quality books requires more than just best technologies. It requires superior customer service, professionalism to the trade, and commitment to environmental and social values. With these standards of excellence in place, you can be sure that we will always help you put your best book forward.
0: To your guide to book publishing. Everything you know but didn't know what to ask on the Rockstar Radio Network. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles.
1: As we do always on our show at this point, we like to bring in one of our sponsors, and one of my favorite people is Nick Zillinger. And Nick is the visionary of NZ Graphics, and he was one of our exhibitors. And we'll be speaking next year on the anatomy, really, of the inside and outside of a book. And I asked Nick if he would share a few insights of of what the feedback he was getting from our 175 attendees. Of, of the questions about the interiors and exteriors, so Nick what 's up
6: Hi, i well, it was first of all author the author you expo was just incredible it was amazing, uh, and I actually talked to dozens of authors, some of them had their books in hand already, and the first thing that they would ask me is, well, "What do you think of my cover or what do you think of the, of the layout and uh most of those books, and they, and they they admitted themselves they weren't pleased with it for one reason or other, or they got bad reviews, or their or their publishers said you need to redo this. So the number one issue obviously was the cover design. Uh, some of them uh, were just not didn't have enough pop. As, as Joe Freelander had explained when he was talking about covers, is that you know we've got to consider now that the first time you see a cover maybe online on Amazon in a thumbnail version. So does it have enough contrast? Does it have enough pop? And a lot of the covers that I saw from uh, some of the authors uh, lack that. And then there was the just the issue of, uh, I would say, subpar or unprofessional layout design on the interior. I know uh, a lot of authors suffer from what I like to call the uh, RT, RTP uh, syndrome, which is rush to print. They want to get it out as fast as they can, but they lack either the professional uh, connections to get somebody to do a layout that adheres to, uh, you know, the publishing standards. So some of the layouts were a little bit iffy in terms of pagination, font choices, and style uh, and conventions. uh, But all those are fixable, which is good, which is why they were there at at AuthorU to try to get some guidance on how to get my product to uh, pass, muster, and meet industry Mm -hmm. standards.
1: Mm-hmm. I, you know, Nick, I had someone who had sent me a book. She deals with marketing PR, and she had uh, written a book about buzz, and and it, if I would like to carry it in our bookstore that we offer during the extravaganza. And so she sent it up to me, and it was like, "Oh, literally, oh, shit. And so I I called her, and I just said, I, 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 number one, that the quality of what you are trying to put out doesn't match the interior or the exterior of what you created. So the first thing I would do is whatever you have, I would destroy it all. Secondly, that I would, you need to go through a whole gutting and revamping. And it, she was an RTP. I rushed to print. But she literally, you know, she you will be having her, very, you know, very soon. I'm actually
6: looking at her book right now. She gave me a sample of it. And you're right, the con. It's great content, but the presentation is subpar. So.
1: Oh, God, it was awful. And, and so, as Emma said, I couldn't put it on our book table, but number two is that she deserves so much more. And the thing that was beautiful about Beth is that she got it instantly, instantly, and she started signing up to do what she needed to do to get it going to, so that the integrity of what she puts out matches the integrity of what she does with her clients. And that, dear listener, is what you all need to get. Does the, what you are presenting instead of this whole new syndrome out there is rushed, the rush to publish, but that this is a calling card. Never before, because I am someone who dearly loves books and I could never think of throwing away a book. Literally the stuff that people hand to me in these, that you'd write your book in 30 days, write your book in 90 days and print to publish, blah, 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 that what they hand to me go into my trash can. Because they said, "Well, there's like a business card. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to spend several thousand dollars on a on a a card that's going to get tossed if it's right, pick- right, yeah. So, and that it does what by the time you're done, that is what it's cost. All right. So, so we have the RTP syndrome. I like that a lot. And then what else? What else? Little syndrome did you see? And Amy, you can jump in here too if you want to add to it. Since we we, we I oh, think- I'm learning a lot from Nick. I'm just enjoying. Okay. It's, uh, it's ama- well, it is
6: amazing, and, and I think that, that's, that tendency to want to get something out and, and the fact that you see one sees their name on a book means that they've actually arrived. But you know, you know and we all know just from the discussions at the extravaganza, that the competition is enormous, and Guy Kawasaki uh, uh, mentioned this a lot too, is that you just, really have to have your, you just really have to have your ducks in a row. You really have to know, plan on what you want to do and how you want to do it, and it just, takes, it just takes some investigation, some research. Get online, see what your competition is, see what the best sellers are, see what's, why they're the best sellers and why their covers are pop, why they're, why they're regarded as the, the top tier of, of uh, books. And then look at your vision and what you've either done already or what you plan to do and plan accordingly. And really, 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 and I can't stress this enough, this is a business – and you need to have professionals and providers that will uh, help you along the way to reach success. This is not, a, you can't uh, think of this as a hobby uh, where you can just flat slap together a little pretty picture, because a pretty picture won't sell a book. Uh, a good cover that is designed for your demographic and for your audience is what will do it.
1: And, and that is the bottom line. All right. So, Nick, thank you so much. You're welcome. And, and we both—we'll see you soon. I don't. Did you hear that we're going to start our Mentor Mondays? I'm starting. That's wonderful. To, yeah, we're going to start Mentor Mondays, so we want to have you on for a Mentor Monday. And it's that would be, be It's going to be a free reeling. That it's just going to be a. It's going to be a teleconference that people can ask questions and going back and forth. So you don't have to put makeup on, Nick. You don't have to be. Sweats. You can do. You know. You can come in from the gym. You can do. You can be in grubbies to do this.
6: Great! I'm throwing my lipstick away right now. Oh, so uh,
1: perfect, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess I should put some on. Oh well. Anyway, right. <laughs> thank you so much. And Nick was a big, big hit. Always a big hit. And uh, you don't want to miss his session next year. He will be doing a session for us. So thanks. And and now thank let's get back to marketing. And well, uh, Judith, it's, uh, I
2: mean, if I can just throw in one. Yes. One thing that I I learned at the uh, the author you extravaganza that just talking to authors, I cannot tell you I'm flabbergasted. I cannot tell you how many authors showed me their cover, showed me their book, finished book, they'd done it, and I had to explain to them that their cover was not in line or their interior was not in line with current best selling published books, and I asked them what their favorite book was that was a a direct competitor to theirs, and they didn't know. And I Uh, asked them, well, okay, other other books on the shelf in the bookstore, which ones did you look at? There are people writing an entire book, taking it to a designer or designing it themselves and publishing it who have never set foot in a bookstore to do their market research. And, that just
1: blows so, my mind. It does, too, because one of the requirements that I have is that we're working on the writing with, with, when I have my Book Shepherd cap on, Amy, is that as we get closer, closer to really layout, I like them to start thinking about it, but I, they, they have an assignment to go spend at least two hours in their favorite bookstore whatever it is, get get their tush physically into the store. And I want you to look at books. Pick them up, look at the interiors, look at the exteriors. What pops? When you walk in and you look at a, a store, what's on those cap lines? I mean, there's a reason why they place them. Besides, I get it, the publishers pay for the advertising and, you know, for the position. I get that. But they're pushing and they're moving those. So how do those covers look? What do they resonate? Is there anything about them that just grabs you and says, man. I love it. And then you look at those interiors. I mean, from the headers to, to the running heads to the subtitles. I want them looking at fonts and all those things. And they are to bring them back to me. And that's how we interact with our layout person. We like this. We like this. What we don't like. And we can start putting together a customized template so that their book they truly love. Because my personal goal is I want my authors to create a book they don't regret. And when, as Nick was saying, they come in and like you experience that these people have, they are absolutely clueless as to what they have. And and then the other side, which scares the, the hoot out of me, is that I came across too many people that did not know who their market was. Who were they writing to? Who are they marketing to? Who are they trying to solve the problem for? Or who are they trying to entertain in their writing, whether it's fiction, nonfiction? They, that's part of the very get go of being a successful author.
2: Well, and Judith, we talked about this at the Author You Extravaganza, and we're going to talk about it next year because I think it, it bears repeating. But there are questions that every publisher should ask themselves, and there are questions that every author should ask themselves. And they're different questions. But when the author's writing, they should be, while they're writing, Is the person who's reading my book, pick one, male or female? I know that both will read it, but pick one. How old is he or she? Did they go to college? Do they have kids? Create a person in your mind, and as you're writing your book, you are writing to that person. And once you put down your author hat and you put on your publisher hat, very different questions. Absolutely. Questions that they should be asking.
1: All right, Amy, let's get into those questions when we come back, when our final break here, and we'll get into those questions. That's perfect. I'm Judith Bryles. With me is Amy Collins. It's your guide to book publishing.
0: This is your guide to book publishing.
1: Everything you- Amy, I love ending on the questions, getting into
0: a few. Back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network.
4: Writing and reading are moving to the cloud. WaveCloud represents a whole new community for writers and readers to connect, communicate, evaluate, and share. Writers hone their craft and build their business. Readers build their favorites. Sign up for updates at wavecloud.com.
3: Shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing, and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and a guide to partner with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so, or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand, and is a financial success, a bestseller. It's your choice. You choose. You need the book shepherd. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You don't need problems; you want solutions. Doctor Judith Briles will shepherd you through the maze and the chaos. At times, she's had to step in and rescue a book—a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher or by a publishing service provider—or sometimes even the author themselves. Judith Briles is the book shepherd. If you want to create a book with no regrets, give her a call today. Three zero three. 885-2207 that's 303-885-2207 or email her at, at com. by the way Briles is spelled B-R-I-L-E-S follow Judith on Twitter at My Book Shepherd and on Facebook at The Book Shepherd
7: 5200 for a quote on your next book project you can also visit our website at www.tps1.com
0: welcome back to your guide to book publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask on the rockstar radio network if you want to write and publish a book if you want to be successful as an author your guide to book publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what is for you Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles.
1: All right, our last segment. We've been, we've been kind of all over the map, but that's kind of the way the extravaganza was and is. We cover a variety of areas. There was 25 amazing speakers that came in to share their expertise and do one-on-ones um, and really offer advice, mentor the attendees. I mean, it's really kind of an open forum, although we have very distinct programs going on. It's an open forum that there was a lot of buzz, a lot of activity. And I will tell you, people were basically wiped out when they were done. And that, that does happen when you have a high intense, versus um, you can never say the extravaganza, the author you extravaganza is boring. So, and one of our highlights was Amy Collins, who is my guest this hour, and Nick, who was just on as a sponsor, but he is also one of the highlights um, because of his generosity and what he does at every session and what we were talking about is some of the marketing I would just just read the last segment some of the marketing and some of the key questions, and how both Amy and I are literally appalled that the great great number of authors Really don't know who they're writing for. Therefore, if you don't know who you're writing for, you don't know how to market the book to reach who it's for. So, with that said, Amy, I'm going to let you jump in here and and add on. So, this quick <laughs> was some of the other ahas that you had.
2: Well, uh, one of the things that I know that people do ask themselves is, how am I going to promote this book? Which is a fine question, but it could be improved. How am I going to promote this book is all about the author slash publisher. The question I prefer to ask is, how are people going to hear about this book? Start in your mind with the person who may want to buy your book. And that's another question, we'll get back to that in a second, You know, not everyone's going to want to buy your book. Lots of people may be interested in your book, may may enjoy reading about it in the newspaper, might even have read a magazine article about it, but they're not going to read a book. So keeping in mind that everybody does not buy books, very few people actually statistically buy books compared to the the population of this world. So who is going to buy the book as opposed to who would be interested in this topic? If you're a fiction writer, that's a much harder question to answer. You have to find out who are the authors that are most like you, the authors that, that their readers would enjoy your book, and then ask yourself, how will these potential readers hear about my book? Not how am I going to promote it. How are they going to hear about it? Mara, you've got, uh, I just fell in love with Mara, Judith. Uh, we had a, yeah. a lovely couple of talks over the weekend, And her, her, um, the Milford, um, the series, um. The Milford Haven series. Yeah. The Milford Haven series. We, you know, we're talking about it. She's done a great job with it. She knows that Debbie McComber, and who has written the Small Town series, she knows that, that readers that enjoy Debbie McComber's Small Town series would also enjoy her book. She has asked herself, how will they hear about this book? They're going to do it through book clubs. They're going to hear about it through seeing, uh, we're going to do some work with Mara on Amazon so that people who type in Debbie McComber's name get to see Mara's books as well. There's a million ways that people can hear about your book. If you're a nonfiction writer and you've written a book about, um, and you've written a book about uh, car repair, how people are going to hear about your book because they're going to be in AutoZone and they're going to be walking down the aisle and they're going to see your book. Most, most guys, not all, I don't mean to generalize, but my experience is most books on car repair do not end up getting New York Times reviews. Those people are not flipping through Boston Magazine and trying to decide if they're going to go sculling on the Charles or fix their, you know, 1984 Winnebago. So what you need to do is decide where your market is going to be when they see your book and then make sure your book cover is there be it online, be it in print, or be it in the stores.
1: Mm-hmm. And so those are the kind of questions that you, you really have to look and go for. And the authors just don't think that way. But that marketing, and, and I've said before, there are, there are so many ways that uh, books fail and authors fail besides not having editing, besides not getting professional designers for both the interior and exterior, besides not understanding that this is a business that has a profit and loss statement to it, that 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 rushing to publish that Nick was referring to, the, the RTP syndrome, which I loved him saying, that, that not getting that they really need that platform, which is where all this should start going with, where you start creating that, who's my market, where I am, you know, at and understanding that, that they, the failure to market and knowing where to market is the clincher of it. And, and you just talked
2: about the profit and loss. Before I work with any client, we sit down with an Excel spreadsheet it has got formulas in it, and we punch in all of the costs associated with the book. And then I throw in a couple of bucks a book for marketing because mm-hmm. you need to spend a dollar or two a book to sell it. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, Half the people I speak to lose money on every book. And so they say, well, then I won't do any marketing. And yes. that way, if they, don't, if they yeah. don't pay for marketing, they figure they'll make a small profit. And that's true. And I'm okay with that. I actually love that. As long as they're willing to do it themselves and as long as they understand that you can substitute time for money. You can. Not always. But, but and I say this to people all the time, time Money, talent. Pick any two. If you're good at marketing and you have enough time, great. If you're if you're if you have no talent in marketing but you have enough money, you're also good. If you've got time and you've got money but no talent, fabulous. You're go- you have to pick two out of the three. You cannot be successful with just one. You have to dedicate the time or the money. And and the th- And so factor that in.
1: Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, they say, "Well, I don't have a lot of money," but but th- then you have to become really moxy. You have to develop that moxie and the talent, and you're going to put in your freaking time to support it and do it. And because that's going to be the trade off. And that's you know that's really where they get stuck. I think a lot because they. I, I really believe that. They think that they'll produce it, and the world will—the phone will ring off the hook. The people will come to them because of the old "if you build it, they will come." And I know that when I've talked about on the platform building, is that if you do have the passion and the vision, that that goes into the creation. But the commitment, and it's a commitment with the time, energy, money. When you have that, then the people will start coming because you've narrowed it down and focused to bring that in. But that's where they seem to get so stuck, Amy.
2: Well, and there's a large percentage of authors, especially fiction authors, who think that it's poor taste to promote their book. They think that as a writer, <laughs> they've done their job and they're not only reticent to promote their book, they think that it shows a tackiness, a, a yes. level of ego and a pride that is just not appropriate. And I'm that is absolutely has never been true. Charles Dickens was one of the most ridiculous self- promoters on the planet. He was awesome at it, and he there is this thing and I'm you know I'm from New England, so maybe it's more of a New England thing, but there's this thing that so many authors have that it is not okay to promote themselves, that people will think poorly of them. Uh, I, don't, I don't care if, if part of your budget then should be a therapist because get over that. <laughs> you are not going to. You are not going to become a successful author if uh, there's only been one. There's only been one Emily Dickinson. There's very few authors that are successful that do not promote themselves, and they are they are the miracles. They are rare. If you're not Emily Dickinson. Get out there and promote yourself.
1: Well, let me just say that about Emily Dickinson, who is lovely and wonderful, and her work is is amazing. There, the competition was nominal back in Emily Dickinson's time um, for that. Today you have a huge breadth of competition and noise out here and there is a, a unbelievable level of book snobbery among that, I, I'm in a group they, they, well I'll just say it, the Colorado Authors League, it is loaded with people who are waiting for the phone ring they're the generation that believed that still, because I was courted when I first published with New York many, many 30 years ago, that they believe that the limo still needs to show up to take them away, those days are freaking over and you have to support your book if you don't love what you've done then how else, is you know, nobody else is going to, too. And you love it by showing your support and your promo and your activity, and there is nothing, nothing tacky about promotion when it comes to authoring in books.
2: And if you've done your homework and if you know exactly who you are writing to, Mm -hmm. then you are doing a service to that person by getting the word out. Just keep, that person is not just someone to keep in mind when you're writing. He or she is also someone to keep in mind when you're promoting. Because you're also going to promote your book to that same person. And, and you're not doing them any good by being coy. You're not doing them any good by keeping the, you know, your, your laid under a bushel.
1: Yeah, well that's really help, Be of service. That's right. And they come across, but I, you know what? I just want to write. I just, just leave you alone and let me write. And that's just, well, you can write to yourself. With that, Amy, we're yeah. going to close up. I want to so thank you for being with me this past hour. Lots of good, good information. I look forward to having you play with me on Mentor Mondays. That we're going to start on June 3rd. And for all our listeners, Amy is one of the board members of the authoru.org uh, group. And I would encourage you to enjoy it. Put May 1 to 3, 2014 on your calendar next year. You don't want to miss it. With that, I'm Judith Bryles. You're listening to your guide to book publishing. We'll be with you next week. <laughs>